This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I am one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me on my left side here, we have David. Stay spoopy. Ooh, Ooh spoopy. Also known as Nightly. Across from me, we have Freddy. Thank you for tuning in to the Nightlight. Oh, you guys are spooky tonight. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Nighty Night. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife. And that's night with a what? Okay. By pledging on Patreon, you will have access to this show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Tonight's film we are talking about, James Wan's The Conjuring. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We both said yes. One of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, man. And this is actually my second time watching it. That's it? Really? Wow. Kind of crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. What about you, Freddie? How many times uh, have you seen this movie? My second time watching it three times, so that's six times. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Got to make it all hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to say, it's probably around six to seven times. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I Good think amount. I'm around that, too. Like, around maybe six to eight, something like that. I own I own it, and I hadn't <laughs> watched it since it was in theaters. Really? Oh, yeah. I'll oh, buy wow. it and not watch it. Yeah, no, I was like, I love this movie. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, and I bought I mean, it in, hey. a, in a pack with Conjuring 1 and 2. There you go. It's oh, all nice. about the support. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the support. Yeah, exactly. Support the I love it. Uh, so, I mean, I guess we don't even necessarily have to say thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I absolutely adore this movie. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I can God. appreciate a movie that's well done, and James Wan killed it. Yeah. Great storytelling, great film. Like, oh, he's so good at moving the camera. Pacing's fantastic mm-hmm. in this. The camera angles. It, yeah. it works it. Oh, so well. There's so many smart things about this movie, but I think ultimately what it's so good at is it's building anxiety. Yeah. Oh, very, yeah. very, very few jump scares. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just playing Ugh. in your face. Yeah. I love it. I love it. it it's. It, by any means, I wouldn't necessarily say this is a perfect movie, but it's yeah. perfect to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it, I definitely it meets all the expectations, right? Yeah. And, and that's what I love the most about this movie is the fact that it stays creepy throughout. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like even from the beginning, and like even until the end, like you're still like kind of wondering, like, like oh man, like I feel like this isn't over. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
for me, man. So in my memory, this movie was a lot better. In my my memory of like watching it back in theaters. Don't get me wrong. I still loved it. I still thought it was great. It definitely keeps the the seventies vibe of everything's kind of really yeah. cheesy right. and corny. Yeah. But I think that's intentional and it does it so well. And it makes everything seem so happy, go yeah. lucky, and then it shows you the the dynamic switch of like shit will go really bad, and we'll show you how bad it could get. And I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's a good timepiece. They really yeah. did a really good job in making it feel like that time. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, no yeah. doubt about Great that. Great soundtrack. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh Crazy. yeah. So that's one thing I wanted to bring up. Man, watching it, and I'm watching this at home, right? Just mm-hmm. um, in my room, and even watching on the TV, the the sound in this has so much oh, of an effect so intense. on how your emotions feel. Like, and I think right when it opens up, like there's really like deep, like like like, a, like the horns, yeah, and, the- and exactly. And I think it, right when I heard that, like exactly, <laughs> universally yeah. speaking, I think worldwide, anyone could agree, like this will build anxiety, no matter like what culture you're from. Like, yeah. it yeah, just. Of it hits a chord weird in like the human body and it just like scares you. And it's, it does that throughout the whole movie. Perfect. Yeah. They use sound really well, and especially in the opening Extremely sequence, well. which yeah. we'll probably talk about. Oh, yeah. We'll like get into that too. Stuff, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll get into yeah. that definitely God. soon. Uh, but there, I remember watching this movie back in 2013 mm-hmm. where I watched it in theaters. I want to say it was opening weekend when I got to it. Um, but I took my wife. She was my girlfriend at the time. But I took her with me. And she enjoys paranormal horror films. Like yeah. she actually likes those. So do I. Um, <laughs> they're fun. They're, fun. they're really they're good. good. Uh, and keeping up with the paranormal like <laughs> stuff for this theme of this month. Like we're, we're definitely keeping this going. Um, but she really enjoys uh, those types of movies. But there was a point in this movie where so much shit was happening, and there was the uh, an exorcism going on in the movie, and. She lost it. Like, she was crying, having a panic attack, and it's loud in this movie theater. Yeah, like, intense. I want to say we watched it in IMAX, Ugh. and it was it was Ooh. nuts how loud everything was, and, like, you felt the vibrations yeah. of her roaring, and it was, it was crazy. And I was like, I looked over to her, and I was like, do you want to leave? Like, we can go now. Like, we, like I don't want you to sit through this if yeah. you're not enjoying it. And she's shaking her head, no, 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 no. And I'm just, like, looking back at the, the screen, looking back at her, looking back at the screen. I'm just like... Damn. This is the best fucking movie experience of my life. Like, this is insane. (laughs) Like, holy shit. It just really shows how intense this movie can get, right? Yeah. And again, it's like, if you, like, explain it to someone, it doesn't sound too crazy, but... Once you see it for yourself and how it's like executed, it's like it's perfect. Oh my god, yeah, it's perfect. We, it really it, is. It, we haven't seen too much of this before. Yeah, and that's what I was going to bring that's, up. That's that's the main thing that makes this movie work. Like the only time we got a little a little slither of something like this was Insidious when mm, when exactly, James Wan did yeah. Insidious back in 2010. Um, but we didn't really get the full blown effect of what he can do with these creatures and costume designs and all this whole other crazy shit until this movie. Yeah. Cause I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but for some reason I'm probably wrong, but I remember Insidious being PG 13, right? It was. Okay. There you go. For sure. Cool. I wasn't wrong. Uh, Uh, (laughs) And, uh, Contrary is rated R, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, And, uh, I was just reading right now. Fun fact is that there's not a lot of like sex or like any like profanity. There's no, drugs there's nope. no alcohol the reason for the rated r was because of scary imagery yeah yep. man yeah because it, it, it alone it shows 
um, like what level he go to when he's not restricted to something that's PG thirteen, right? Yep. Um, but I remember I mean, Saw, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember this movie being the movie for me that made me realize, wow, I'm a horror fan. Wow. It was this movie, oh, yeah, because I think I saw Insidious later on. Um, sure. Watching The Conjuring now, I, I was like, wow, there's a lot of like 2013 tropes in here. Like it's kind of like cheesy, yeah. corny, whatever. It's kind of it just, and there are little little things that haven't aged as well within the yeah. horror genre. One hundred percent. But at the time, man, yeah, I it think did I told well. you guys I didn't get into horror until like maybe five, six years ago. Oh, yeah, wow. you I think you this was one that. of the movies that actually got me into yeah. horror. So I'm pretty sure I'm right up there with you. I remember when this came out and I had gone to work the next day where I was working at at the time and mm-hmm. I told everyone about it. I'm like, you need to see this yeah. movie. If you think scary movies aren't scary anymore, watch this, so-and-so, right? Wow. And um, I think I set the bar way too high because there's a couple of people that actually <laughs> like was like, wow, this seems really good. Like, yeah. And they came back they and, like, and you're like, man, it was fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I was like, all right, maybe I set the bar way too high. Because I, I went into it not knowing a thing about it. Sure. I yeah. literally you walked completely in blind. and yeah, I didn't know what the movie was about and it just smashed me in the face oh that's great yeah. yeah i've i've been a horror fan for a, a while now yeah as, as you guys have known i i, I want to yeah i know <laughs> surprise <laughs> surprise um but uh, this movie was just another testament as to not only how good james wan is but how amazing the horror genre is because mm-hmm. i haven't seen something i guess that has shaken the core of people yeah. And rallied a bunch of people together. Yeah. Like this, uh, since you you heard things like with Jaws and The Exorcist yeah. and even Paranormal Activity. Um, that was and a good one. This, it's like this whole thing was just shaking the world by storm. And it was it was great. Like, I, I fucking love this movie. Yeah. It definitely, <laughs> I remember it being a conversation. And 100%. Yeah. 100%. And they killed it with the visual effects, too. Absolutely. And I'm checking right now. The budget was only $20 million, which was, was. not much. No, no, no. Definitely not. Um, and and we'll, we'll definitely get into uh, more uh, pieces of that as well. But, yeah, he, the, the, the fact that he worked with just that certain amount and he had enough cred to have that amount. Oh, sure. Like, given yeah. to him, like, still was just, like, phenomenal. Yeah. But and, uh, he's, he's insane. <sighs> Yeah, we'll we'll get to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to okay, that okay. one. Um, but uh yeah, like let's let's go and just start jumping on into it. Uh, and then we'll start breaking these scenes down by plot. Uh but The Conjuring, directed by James Wan, released on July 19th of 2013 with a budget of 20 million dollars with a box office of 319.5 million dollars. Well deserved. Well that deserved. is insane. Yeah. Um that was the highest grossing horror film um, for uh, for a while until it came out. So yeah, exactly. So it it held that title for a long time. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, With a runtime of one hour and 52 minutes, a score of 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. And this is the very first movie of the Conjuring Universe craze. My favorite cinematic universe. Really? Yeah, without really? a doubt. Wow. The only one I like. I just like the Conjuring. That's it. Really? I, like I love the, the whole universe of this. Like, uh, I make it a point to go watch these movies when they come out. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you not like the Conjuring too? I enjoyed it. Not as it wasn't as, as good as the first one. one. No. Yeah, definitely not. Annabelle? You know, the, they were Annabelle really creation. good kid actors in that, too. The Conjuring oh, 2. Yeah, it was great. Killed it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. They had a great like, uh, set of uh, suspense, too, yeah. with, uh, with 
the fire truck moving out of the oh, town. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some good scenes, too, yeah. but not as well. Hopefully that, as is. hopefully that episode comes one day soon. Uh, maybe, yeah. Annabelle like, may- didn't care for it. I think there's only one scene that got me, and that was like when the person was like hitting the baby against the pole, and then it was like her actual baby, and then it oh, wasn't yeah. again. I was like, oh, okay, that got me. <laughs> that shit was. I love up. all those movies. Like, I, I've watched them multiple times, and I don't watch movies multiple times, so I think that says a lot. Yeah. I never saw the nun, so I skipped that one completely. Well, we're not talking about any of those tonight. Yeah. We're talking about the Conjuring, so the let's uh, let's jump into it. Uh, we probably will be getting to some of those films for sure. Yes. Uh, the Conjuring universe is definitely an interesting one uh, to play with um, for James Wan, I'm sure. But we start with the opening scene of the WB and New Line Cinema logo with that super fucking chilling horns, yep. man. Oh my god, they're just what I was bringing up sounding out mm. right away. It's oh. like we're gonna get you scared and we're getting you prime and ready. Yeah, it, it just it, immediately it strikes a chord. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, afterwards, we get a woman saying, "Quote: It scares us just thinking about it." Dot dot dot. And I put I put it right underneath that. I was like, "Well, oh, they're talking about Annabelle. They're talking about Annabelle." <laughs> and then we get a scene of Annabelle um, with the cracked eye and the scratch on her cheek, and it's slowly panning out of her face. And there are two girls and one guy on a couch. <laughs> Sounds odd. <laughs> and on the bottom it says, "Annabelle Case, Year 1968." They are talking about the doll being possessed to Ed and Lorraine Warren. They spoke to a medium that told them that a seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins died in that apartment. And I put here, these, dumbs gir- these dumb girls gave permission to this spirit to inhabit the doll. <laughs> what the fuck? The 60s. Oh, my God. They didn't have, yeah. a, they they, didn't have yeah. much to go off on. Right? Like, oh, cute spirit. Of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> what well, well, I thought it was interesting was they, they declare that, you know, we're nurses. We help people. Of course, yeah, I help the spirit like of this that. little girl. And yeah. Then, yeah. Like, at the same time, I'm like, that's a really good setup. But, like, damn, you dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, it's like... Really? All right. Yeah. Uh, Ed, Ed uh, Warren is obviously not happy by them making this decision. Um, so he kind of kind of retorts by saying, you let it inhabit the doll. Um, and then one of the girls says, then it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Now we get the flashback scene of them actually being in the apartment. And uh, we cut to where they're both where they both come back to the apartment, um, to their apartment. A note is on the ground saying, miss me. Annabelle is also on the floor in the hallway when the two women knowingly left her in a spare bedroom. We see three crowns, which we'll probably get to the three a little yeah. bit later. Um, and if you also notice, she has three crowns, and I want to say she had four fingers. I don't think she had a full set of five, but three plus four. I never noticed. <laughs> seven. <laughs> exactly. So, and the time stops at 3.07. Oh. I want to say she did. I could be cray cray. Um, I I don't know if that's a fact or not. You can look it up if you like. Um, but uh, yes. So we see three crowns uh, next. To Annabelle with uh, red kind of on her fingers, and then we cut to the spare bedroom where the lights are flickering, um, and there are a bunch of crown marks all over the wall. Pictures of their faces are ripped, and words uh, on the ceilings still say "Miss me." Um, yeah is once again written on the top of the ceiling. Uh, while the two women are looking around the room, scared AF, <laughs> <laughs> a crown rolls into the room. And I put black hair chick, also known as Debbie. We found that out. Yeah. Just the blonde hair chick. 
kept yelling, Debbie, wait, (laughs) is like, fuck this shit, grabs Annabelle, takes her downstairs and throws her straight in the trash. Smart Smart shit. Yeah, smart Smart shit. I was was just thinking about this. I was just like, yeah, Yeah. I think I would have done the same thing. Really? When I thought that, I was like, I would not do that. I would do something far more extreme, like Like burn burn it. it. Maybe lock it in a something, but like I, it again, it's, it. It. we have a lot of horror knowledge where they are in the sixties, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but hey, is, this is the sixties, right? I mean, you, you got a whole bunch of stuff happening during this time. Satanic panic is going on yeah, with true, Charles Manson true. and the family. It, it's it's a whole bunch of stuff yeah, that's but, happening. During yeah, this and time. I think she threw it in the trash, and they were like, "All right." Let's go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> clean up the crayon it's like walls crazy. later. It's like, cool. That was that, done. That, that is true. That's, yeah. I guess we're just going to go to bed. Smart, but not that smart. Like, oh, <laughs> she is possessed. She is moving around and fucking shit up. Let's yeah. just put her in the garbage yeah. near our house still. <laughs> Instead of driving her somewhere, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> drive that bitch to the desert. <laughs> dig a hole. Oh, put that bitch in a hole. I mean, regardless, the same outcome may have just happened anyway. So save that them. That spirit might be lazy. He don't want to walk back. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little more effort next time. <laughs> Debbie and her blonde roommate <laughs> are asleep. Then a loud banging starts to happen on their so front good. door. Uh, they begin to investigate, um, and they both open their doors, look out their uh separate doors and this is a a very fun scene like their hallway is very long long, right like this is a really great shot of their super long hallway we see the left door open and we see the right door that's drastically closer to this front door yeah open as as well and god i just i love that shot (laughs) uh so debbie opens the door and nobody is there except for annabelle's note from earlier crumbled on the ground (laughs) yeah then I put here a really great jump scare um, at this point in time with another door banging inside the and banging inside the house this time, um, right next to the blonde uh, roommate. Great use of sound again. Like it's, yeah, it's knocking use. right, but like they like emphasize it a lot. Yeah, like it's, it's like, like, yeah. Bah, 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 bah. It sounds yeah. really oh, good. It's like something huge is on the other side of that thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's scary. Yeah, I love how like you were talking about it's like the camera angle. You expect something <gasps> to happen outside. Yeah, it's right next to that other one inside. Yeah, when oh, they heard man. the knock outside first. It, how many times did you guys everywhere. like? find yourself looking behind characters oh all the time and it, right because and it was a, nothing yeah and that's what makes it that's even true. better yeah like you expect something to be behind them because he's so blatantly showing us the background and the foreground what's yeah. funny is when there is something in the background it's still hard to see right yeah yeah oh man <laughs> we cut back to ed and lorraine um talking to the group once again and letting them know that something demonic was infesting their home trying to get inside one of them we cut to this uh uh i don't mean i, I don't think i meant to say that we cut to this being shown on a fi- on uh, a film inside of a classroom full of people of their yeah. interview so they they actually film their interviews and they they show what their interviews what's actually going on and then you realize this is not what this movie's about. Right. And I no. think this is an amazing opening. This is great. It Such a good cold opening. Yeah, it literally shows the viewer, yep, this is how intense it could get, but this is just an opening. We just threw this in there for yeah, you. Yeah. What a cool seminar to be a part of, though, right? right? Yeah. Like, really. that would be such a fun seminar to be a part of. What I love is it's, it's, um, there's a full audience there for them. And it's not like, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's a room full of skeptics trying to, right. like, make mockery of what's going on. But I mean, they do have, like, video proof with interviews and people mm-hmm. actually like distraught um and i think this is before people are like you could just fake it right right yeah. um 
But it's really cool how people are like intrigued about this. Yeah, yeah. it seems to be like an actual study of it. Yeah, right. And actually research it and have these guys come over here and talk about it yeah. right. and discover more about what these guys do. I love it. It's fascinating yeah. shit. Uh, Ed and Lorraine are both on stage, uh, turning to the crowd and asking if they have any, uh, if anybody has any questions. Uh, they finish sharing the rest of the details of the incident of Annabelle's case. Uh, we get a moment where they now say their name from uh, from an audience member asking them, "What are you guys? What do we call you?" And they just slowly say. Well, they say the jokes, right? At yeah. first, they're like kooks and all this whole other stuff, yeah. um, and paranormal investigators, all this, all this stuff. Demonologists, but, yeah, demonologists, right? And uh, Ed just, uh, or no, Lorraine, Lorraine says, says uh, we just like to go by Ed and Lorraine Warren. And it, this is such a good yeah. moment because we're we're meeting our heroes right off the bat, yeah. Right, and I I love this moment. And then we get that cool like newspaper texture at this point, and the, the scrolling text yeah. saying. Since the 1960s, Ed and Lorraine Warren have been known as the world's most renowned paranormal investigators. Lorraine is a gifted clair- uh, clairvoyant, while Ed is the only non-ordained demonologist recognized by the Catholic Church. Out of the thousands of cases throughout their controversial careers, there is one case so malevolent... Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a word that I've always had trouble with. Um, they've kept it locked away until now, based on a true story. Um. R.I.P. to the Warrens, because I think yeah. Lorraine had just passed she away just recently, passed away, yeah. where yeah, Ed recently. had passed away. Closer to, I want to say, the 90s. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of crazy to think of, because that museum where it holds all the demonic objects in their home yeah. is real. Oh, yeah, it's They're there very still. Real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's there. Uh, I think it's ran by their daughter. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Judy. Um, but, the yeah, the Warrens... Yeah, definitely rest in peace. Uh, if you still want to see like some of her cases, she yeah. was on a show called Paranormal State. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So you I can see you could see her actually like doing those cases, and wow, it, it's it's quite quite the thing to watch. She's yeah. she's fascinating. There's a lot of footage of their stuff. Oh yeah, yeah a ton. To uh, then we get the title and the super and this super cool font choice. Like I'm a, yeah, I'm a designer yeah, yeah. Oh, at yeah. heart, right? I mean, we've seen the Nightlight logo. <laughs> um, yeah, but this oh. this font just looks fantastic. It, it reminds does. me of The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's just, it works so well with the the haunting, the it's unconventional close letters of the kerning, and it, oh, yeah. it's just it's fantastic. Um, we cut to inside a house window with children singing, and this actually kind of goes back to what you said. I, you put me in this mindset when we were watching uh when we were talking about the house of the devil mm. uh for our, yeah um, i want to say that's our first episode <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, like the sense of someone watching yeah you. from a distance yes. so like you definitely put that in my head and i was like i was like oh man i'm, I'm starting to now pick oh, up man. what david I'm is saying of that now yes yeah, right? that shot that opening yeah. shot of them driving in right. yeah and oh it man it's inside them. the house Ooh, i'm a Dude, genius it's great no? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm driving up to the house is one of my favorite scenes on how yeah. he uses the camera. It's I never it's so good. I didn't realize so that. So it's good. funny because I watched it, but in my 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 mind's eye, I can see that shot right now, and I'm like, how did I not catch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it's so good. Uh, and we also get the uh, the little side uh, left side of us letting us what, what year it is now. It's yeah. 1971, and we are in Harlesville, Rhode Island. Um, a car. We see a car pulling up in a moving truck, uh, pull up to the house, a yeah. family with uh, a, a whole family with a whole group of kids <laughs> uh, yeah. with uh, a dad, Roger, a mom, Carolyn, and five girls, Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April. Get out of the car and enter the home. The dog, Sadie, 
already knows what's going on in this house and yeah. does not decide to come in the house. This is fantastic. Right. Yeah. This worked so well yeah. because you in the dialogue between uh, Roger and Carolyn at this point in time where uh, they're trying to have Sadie come into the house yeah. and um, it's like not budging at all. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, I'm not my going God. In. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, barking. Lots of barking. Yeah. Right. Like, well, oh, man. What's great about it is like uh, as a first time viewer, you're probably not going to catch that like this dog is freaking out. Because it senses something, it's just, right? You're thinking the dog's freaking out, and yeah. for most viewers, I think they kind of they're just watching, they're just waiting, yeah. And it's yeah. just like, oh nope, they're just moving in. This is just our nonverbal hint of yeah. something's wrong already. Yeah, yeah, and right away happening. too. Yeah, it, because it, this yeah. is a great scene, and, yeah. and what makes this scene even better is the cut that happens right after. Yes. Is where there actually cuts to that that super kind of gr- like hip music and yeah, they, everything's the all nice and yeah. the sun is out and they're just Fucking moving stuff like in. Everybody's them. happy and like you're right. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it, like it. Oh, it's such, a, such good a good scene, and that's what makes that scene even more chilling. Of what Sadie is, I guess, going through yeah. in that moment of mm-hmm. not going into you the house. You see the whole contrast between like right. what the dog knows and what the family, what the doesn't, family doesn't know. know. They're happy. The dog's so like, good. no, fuck that shit. And like, I, think, I think the dog more so is like, I got the vibe from the dog. It's like, get out of there, get out of there, get out of there. Like right. as a dog that yeah, will like yeah. not right. kind of stop because it's loyal to its family. It's more so like, because you think about it, the, the dog really wanted to be out. Like it would have been out. Yeah, he would have right. left. But it's like, I'm not leaving the yeah, family. Yeah, because I have to protect my you family You guys out need here. to listen to me. Yeah. Get out, get out, get out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. So now they're actually moving things into the home. We see Cindy is looking for her wind chime, and she uh, she actually is asking Nancy, and they have this cute little kicking fight thing to get <laughs> yeah. her uh, to get her little uh, wind chime. Uh, she gets it eventually from uh, Nancy and hangs it outside um, that she was instructed from her mom to also get April. April's under this creepy ass tree. <laughs> Big old tree. Looking at a music box uh, underneath uh, underneath the tree. She looks behind her and sees nothing there. Shrugs and goes inside the house. Yeah. This is once again like we're we're slowly now getting uh, seeing it seeing it from our perspective still mm-hmm. to where uh, the dog now is creeped out. Send, uh, April obviously sees something. Yeah. But she looks behind her, and then she doesn't see anything anymore. We eventually start to learn that who this person is that she's seeing. Um, but uh, we now cut to the girls getting ready to play hide-and-seek hide with an added bonus to our eerie experience of clapping. Hide-and-clap. Hide-and-clap. <laughs> so While good. the seeker is blindfolded. Yep. So this is actually hide-and-clap. Uh, I never played this growing up as a kid. Great I've concept. never heard of this. Never played it. And I honestly think this was made up for this movie. Yeah. But <sighs> it's such a good concept, and it works so well because you are taking your senses away, and as a viewer, we're seeing what they're not seeing. But yeah. it's just, it works so well because we feel we feel like we shouldn't see it. Yeah. Oh, God, it just it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh Christine is looking for her sisters around the house while she is um asking for them to clap. Uh we hear the first clap. Uh she uh then she gets to a certain point where we hear a second clap. Um and then she actually uh gosh, hold on. Lost my spot. There <laughs> I am. She finds a door and opens it and instructs whoever is inside the door to clap. Yeah. Nancy claps and she gets her, uh, she actually gets her 
and she ends up breaking a board going downstairs to the cellar. Yeah. Which they don't know is a cellar yet. There's just right. they, they it looks like it's like, a wall. Oh, what? Yeah, the parent came. They thought it was like, a closet. What you guys break? Yeah, and and right. immediately it's it's seemed, like, what are you like, doing? like you said, it seemed like a closet. A plank of wood broke off, and you could see through it. And it looks like there's stairs stepping down, uh-huh. which is really interesting, right? And they had just bought this house. Yeah, They're just moving in. There's some uh, furnishing in there. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's like some leftover like mementos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I what I really like about this film is it does a lot of. Um, setting up it 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 teaches you like hey look at this unique thing that we're doing here it's something where you'll probably remember this even if we don't ask you to like Mm -hmm. the hide and clap people are like i know hide and seek but what's hide and clap right right um and it always sets you up for something to be evolved into something else later on right right and we'll see that a lot throughout this film it always it always sprinkles something in front of you saying like this is something that you want to remember yeah exactly And you unintentionally remember exactly. It. I feel like this entire movie, there's not a scene where it doesn't matter. Exactly, everything yeah. has a purpose. Everything is very a, deliberate. Point. Yeah, like you said, like everything leads to something. Yeah, yeah. even if it doesn't do it immediately, it's mm-hmm. like oh, later on, it's like oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Roger is now checking out downstairs in the cellar, um, and there's a lot of spiders. There's a lot of spiders, and I said. I said, yeah. hubba hubba, what a hunk, <laughs> while he's going down there. I mean, he's, he's acted like super manly, right? Like, he's just like, he's he's the only guy here, yeah. which in one way is kind of chilling. Yeah. The fact yeah. that he's the, he's kind of the protector. There's like, a lot more yeah, vulnerability with right. a, a bunch of daughters. Because yeah. they're all so young. I mean, with any child, right, whether son or daughter, it's. There's a sense of vulnerability there, but you, you have five kids, like five kids, five times more likely for something bad, bad to, happen to happen to one oh, versus sure. one kid. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he's looking around uh, with just matches because the lights don't seem to turn on down there. Carolyn asks him to come back up and demands that the girl that the girls don't go back down there. Uh, Carolyn and Roger are looking out the window at Sadie while she is. Oh, they're upstairs now. We cut to them being upstairs. Sorry. Uh, Carolyn and Roger are looking out the window at Sadie while she is barking up at them through the window. Um, She doesn't seem to want to leave her. uh, They don't seem they don't want to leave her down there. Yeah. But Roger says it's fine. She's chained up. She's not going to go anywhere. She's fine. Um, (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Uh, We cut to Carol. We cut to Carolyn uh, waking up with a bruise on her leg. Roger's not in bed with her at this point. So she's by herself. Right. There's something that happened before that. Um, What's the mother's name? Carolyn. Carolyn. When they were talking about Sadie being uh, uh, tied up, she's like, you want to? Chris in the house. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotta throw that yeah. in there. They 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 do they do the nasty. <laughs> they oh, they definitely yeah, do the right nasty. She said like, "What did you do with me last night?" That's right. Later like, on, yeah. 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 yeah, she but says that a little bit later on. Basically, she um, asked Roger, "You still too tired of Chris in the house?" And he's like, "Who said I'm tired?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, James Wan. Yeah, this is, it was cute. <laughs> um, and then I put underneath this here when we see her wake up with that bruise on her leg. Uh, don't forget to eat your potassium and iron, people. Yeah, but I think I think yeah. what I just mentioned earlier is important because it's like it literally the next scene after that conversation is her getting up from bed. Like you said, Roger's not in bed and she has bruises on her knee and. For most people, you'd be like, oh, yeah, she was getting it on, right? right? yeah. And I think that's an important setup. Yeah. Because if yeah. if that conversation didn't happen prior, then you'd be like, why what is happened? Girl bruised yeah, up? Yeah, why is she bruised? 
Um, so I think it's more. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, she's walking around checking in on the girls. Christine says that it's cold. Andrea comes out of her room, uh, brushing her teeth, bickering to her mom about a toilet not working and the smell of something being dead. Uh, and I said here, uh, we get this great quick banter, uh, from Carolyn and Andrea, uh, pretty much of her saying that like is the smell still there <laughs> no well good <laughs> problem, go. solved. problem solved yeah. and i put here i was like she's not taking any shit from her children <laughs> yeah. carolyn walks down the stairs and notices that the grandfather clock is stopped at 307 the door to the basement is open but first thought um has to be roger right like i mean yeah. Th- th- yeah. Th- we're not supposed to fill entirely scared we're just supposed to feel a little confused i feel like at this point i think uh, it works in both ways for people that are used to being scared they're like we know we don't know anything yet right yeah um but for those that are a little more prone to being scared when watching a horror movie they're like fuck the doors open right like, something's right. gonna happen yeah right? exactly it, it's that building anxiety that i brought up earlier um a lot of times it's the own fears in your head that you're playing up that are freaking you out absolutely versus something actually happening 100 percent. she calls for uh roger downstairs and uh, he is down there doing manly stuff. <laughs> uh, so he joins him down there and checks out uh, checks out the area with him. Yeah. Um, and then we actually jump back to where uh, we are in the kitchen, and Carolyn notices that the other clock is also stopped at three oh seven. Um, April is looking for Sadie. Um, throws her her little bunny thing yeah. at her dad, um, and runs outside. Excited then, to find yeah, Sadie. Yeah, just super Saint stoked. Sadie. Super stoked. Come on, Sadie. And, and then, and then scream. And we all know at this point in time, and I, even when I was at the booth there, I was like, this dog is fucking dead. Oh, I didn't catch that the and first I, time I watched it. Oh, my it. God. Yeah. When she screamed, I was like, the dog's dead. I literally God was going to be like, she saw a bug or something. Yeah. Because like <laughs> usually movie, like from at, in 2013 when I watched this, I was like, um, horror movies don't ramp up that quickly, right? right. It's more so like it's you have to build. wait until the last 30 to 20 minutes of the to film. To see that climax. Yeah. yeah, or anything really. Yeah, yeah. so R.I.P. Sadie. Uh, and I put it even here, I was like, I was so pissed at this part, man. I was like, it still yeah. hurts. Yeah, it still hurts. so um, <laughs> watching this this time around, like we have a, uh, a dog in the house and um, when the mom started crying. I was like, oh, damn, I feel that. Because yeah. I thought about it. Yeah, I was like, true. if our dog were to, like, if I were to find her like that, I would start bawling. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, don't don't even get me started. Like, if any of my animals, like, yeah, when it's real. time for my animals to go, I'm, I'm oh, going to be a fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that hit a lot harder because I think in the theater, I was like, oh, damn, the dog died, right? But yeah. this time, I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, you see it on her face. She's like, can't believe, like, this, yeah, this member of our family dog. died. Like, yeah. right. so sad. And not just like died, died, but like it looked like it was attacked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and what makes it worse is she was tied up, right? Exactly. She'll be exactly. Fine. She, could, she was she could, tied yeah, up. Yeah, she was fine. And, and her being tied up probably was what made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we actually are, are back with Ed or back to Ed. We're going to do a lot of jumping at this point in time, uh, giving a tour to a reporter um, to investigate his uh, do not touch room. <laughs> uh, he jokes about the toy monkey and uh, to not touch it to the reporter. The reporter is inter- interested more in Annabelle and asks if he could actually see Annabelle. Um, she and we actually get a, a, this great scene of her being locked behind of a behind a case that says warning positively do not open then we actually cut to uh or we actually see ed's daughter kind of sneaking in right we see judy sneaking on in and she's meddling around the room of the forbidden demon findings uh (laughs) lorraine asks ed how the interview went 
and uh, silent for a moment, then proceeds to tell, uh, wait, excuse me. She asked him how it went, and he actually, like, like said that it, it's a good, like, I think it's actually going to be a good review Correct. or yes, whatever. Article. Gonna, like, right. Or like and Lorena is surprised. She's like, wow. Not a skeptic? Yeah, not a skeptic. I do like the one thing he said, or the reporter asked, like, oh, do you feel weird that everything's here? Do you feel like it's not do you feel safe? Like, yeah, do you feel like it's like, I'd rather have it all danger. here than be out in the world. Yeah, and then and he asked, like, why not burn it? No. He, he teaches like, him, right? Just, yeah. He's like, that's the vessel. These the capsules, like, the vessels, like, yeah. yeah. Like, doing that, you're, you're letting the genie out of the bottle. I love that analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So I realized this time around that edit really brings it home to people that are not in tune with this with a lot of good analogies. 100%. And it's really smartly done because it's just so effortless. And I think it really is uh, accurate to like the portrayal of like being the late 60s, I think. Mm -hmm. Or I think the Annabelle scene was in the late 60s. I think the 70s. Yeah, this is the 70s. Yeah. So I think it's very, very accurate to like. The, the flow of conversation. 100%. Yeah. It's even good for the viewers to understand. Exactly, yeah. Analogies oh, work yeah. both for the characters and for the viewers yeah. to understand exactly what they're talking about. It's very seamless and it, it's just. And it don't make it well. sound dumb at all. Too. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I'm going to educate it's you. It's not on someone this real looking quick. at the camera being like, hey, <laughs> demons will be out. <laughs> don't let them demons out. <laughs> uh, so we actually get a silent moment from Ed, and Lorraine proceeds to tell him to stop blaming himself. Uh, this is an incident that we start to learn a little bit more about later in the movie we are back with the parents and and i'm parents not parents <laughs> just want to clarify and we get a shot of sadie's grave and i put it here still fucking hurts man <laughs> yeah that was sad uh, uh, seeing the grave like hit harder than seeing her dead like yeah. oh man yeah. uh so christine is in her bed sleeping and gets tugged Dude. she tells nancy that it's not funny and to stop grabbing her foot and to stop farting <laughs> so we learned a little bit later as to what these smells yeah, mean, smells. right? Uh, so buzzing. T- uh, then we actually cut to a buzzing TV downstairs, and we meet a sleeping Roger at his desk. He awakens from footsteps being heard upstairs. Still hearing the footsteps like someone is walking towards him, but nothing. We get a really cool shot behind Roger at this point, where he's lo- behind his desk looking from left to right. Oh yeah. And we see yeah. the camera kind of following his head wherever it's moving. And it you hear the footsteps while this is happening, but no one's coming. And I thought this was really smart. Yeah. Because this is how we kind of know of a ghost experience. Like yeah. we don't we yeah. don't necessarily know them as we see something or whatever. Like we we know it as like you hear a few sounds um and you see nothing coming at the end of it. The openness of the house too really plays well on this. I Fantastic. Think, oh yeah. I think even in someone's own home, like you can, you know, in the middle of the day when you're not thinking about ghosts or spoopy things, like you're not worried about it. But once you're in that headspace, yeah. for whatever reason, like is something here? Right. Then yeah, exactly. Your rooms feel a lot wider and bigger. And, and bigger. I think the camera angles do a really yeah. good job at that too. It yeah, goes around. Well. It goes around yeah. the corner of the hallway at a room that goes into another room, and it just yeah. plays it so well. It kind of it builds it like that. a little maze. Yeah, exactly. Right. It right. No, it's just a hallway. Yeah. Oh, it so shows good. the shots of like all the doors and all the places. You and all the go, lights like, are where all the, yeah. yeah. So and and that that's what makes you feel kind of safe, but at the same time you're just like my lights are on. I can't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, and, but I hear something, yeah. but I can't see anything. Oh, and I think that's important too, right? Yeah. Super important. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Roger now begins to uh, get up to investigate a little bit and notices that the door to the kitchen is open, uh, opening and closing, and then it opens slowly. 
uh, we see a window open, and that is conveniently the answer for Roger's suspicion uh, that there's nothing paranormal going on in here. That was just the wind. Uh, Roger hears more footsteps, but upstairs this time. He goes upstairs to check, um, and Andrea is standing on the stairs. And I was like, I put right here, creepy ass fucking yeah, kids, that got me. <laughs> like, I remember thinking, like, oh. I don't remember this. And I'm like, oh, that's one of the girls. Yeah, <laughs> like you see her on the stairs. And I was like. That works. Like that. Yeah. That's yeah. that's so good. Um, a little too on the nose for me. A, a little really? bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, in 2013, yeah. But in 2019, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. It tried to spook me. Yeah. You tried yeah. to give me. You didn't yeah. give me. Uh, so she lets him know that Cindy is sleepwalking in in her room, and she's just walking into Andrea's wardrobe over and yeah. over and over. Sketch. And um. <laughs> So he goes in there, he lets her know what to do in this situation, not to wake her up and all this whole other stuff, right? And to also let her know that uh, just put her back in bed. Yeah. So he stops her, he puts her back in bed, um, and now it's morning and Roger is getting ready for work. We get another bruise on Carolyn this time. Now this is, this is, a, this is I think, where she then says, what did you do to me last night? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because like, she, she found another one. Um, and while he is, while Roger is walking out of the house, a bird hits their house yeah. and is now dying. So we'll come back to that a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> but that is definitely a, an interesting coincidence. Now this is the second animal that's dying in front of our face. <laughs> it's just it's bad vibes. It's more yeah. so. It's like these are these omens, right? yeah. omens. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. These are these omens that keep popping up on them. Uh, so all the girls except for April are now leaving for school. We see April talking to someone that we cannot see because the door is only showing April. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Great scene. Like that, that works so well. And you kind of hear someone else's voice, but not too well. It's like with slight whispers, I think. But what's great about this, too, is the camera is in the perspective of the eye view of the, of mom. the mom. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, watching, April. I know, just but looking at her, trying, just to, like, trying to figure out, to figure what out yeah. she who doing? is she talking yeah. to. Huh. Um, and I think that's when we get that slight voice where she's like, "Who are you talking to?" She yeah. she comes, Carolyn comes into the room and asks, "Who is she talking to?" And she says, "My friend Rory." April tells um, her mom that you can only see Rory through the music box that has a mirror on it. <laughs> so good. And the only time you can actually see it is when you turn the key, right? Yeah. Like it won't work if it's not turning. So. She does this. She gives it to her mom. She has her tried. She's looking through the mirror. And then April scares the shit out of her mom yelling, boo, mommy. <laughs> and she's like, I got you. I got you. And I put once here, once again here, creepy ass kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, April now wants to play hide and clap because none of her sisters play with her. She's the baby of the group, right? Uh, so Carolyn is now blindfolded, walking around the house, looking for April. Uh, we get the first clap. And I was like, and boy, does it sound far. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds really far. Now, if we take this into perspective of where she was, actually, I'll get to that. Um, so uh, she is now uh, she's walking into stuff and she's actually kind of tripping. She's hurting herself. Right. And she's she kind of funnily asked for second clap. It's so good. It's uh, so we get the second clap. Um, and now it seems to be coming from Andrea's room. We see the wardrobe open up very slowly. slowly. Very slowly. And she doesn't ask for her. No, she hears the, the wardrobe open. And she's like, I, she's I know like, where you are. are. Yep. I hear you. And then we get the third clap. And we uh. get like these old timey hands coming out, right? And then 
out of the closet uh, coats, like the coats that are hanging in yeah. the closet yeah. for those who haven't seen it yet. So good. Now, this this scene here works so interestingly because the clap is kind of off. Like, it's not yeah. on rhythm like everyone else's no, clap. It's, like it's kind of like slower. a... Like it, yeah. and it, it yes. feels off and it feels weird and it worked. It, like yeah. that's a scene that really works. Now, what I wanted to go to here, jeez, because uh, she now goes to check, uh, check on the wardrobe and she's not finding April, so she just takes the the blindfold off and is just looking completely surprised. Yeah. Um, and then April comes into the room to let her mom know that uh, she wasn't even close; she was hiding in Nancy's and uh, Christine's room. Yeah. And that she lost because she took off the blindfold. Exactly. Right. So this is an interesting scene because uh, April has a room to herself. Yeah. And so does Andrea. April's room is across from Nancy's room. Okay. Now, remember that first clap we heard? Crazy far. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. First clap we heard, so far, at the very end of the hallway, that's Roger and Carolyn's room. And that was the first clap. Oh, huh. <laughs> so she, st- she was walking towards that and she turned around to go into Andrea's room. So I think at this point in time, I think that was Rory clapping inside the inside the wardrobe. Yeah. Trying to save her, her from out of the Laura from not going to the maybe. other one. And that's something I, I realized, totally see that. Um later on in the film, because I did not remember uh, with all all the spirits that you kind of see inhabit this place that yeah. there are some that are there for the are, warning. Yeah. And yeah. For there's a lot happening in this, malicious, in this house. There's a lot. There's yeah. so much going on, but I find this very interesting of this being a warning system. Mm-hmm. And the main reason yeah. why is because remember, uh, this is a little bit later down in the, in the film here, but April does say that Rory goes there to hide. Yeah. Hide, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get more of that. So Roger is back home from work, and of course we find out that he's a fucking truck driver, so he's never home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that what he does? I was wondering. The whole he's film, he's a like, truck what does he driver. Do? So yeah. since he drives trucks, he obviously is going to be on the road quite a bit. So we don't know how long he stays away from home, but yeah. we can only assume that it's a long time. So. Uh, we now hear him on the phone, and he immediately takes another job as soon as he gets back home. Uh, Christine is back in bed and getting tugged slash pulled out of her bed to the point where she completely wakes up this time. Yeah. She thinks she thinks it's Nancy and asks her to stop until she's tugged even harder to where she wakes up. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. She is looking around the room and notices that Nancy is fast asleep mm-hmm. in her own bed. And she goes to check underneath her bed. And, of course, the creepy music is here for our buildup to find nothing there until there's something behind the door. I can't believe she oh, looked underneath the bed. I, I was know, like, brave girl. Yeah. I would have not. Oh. I was like, well, at the this, same time, this is my island. I'm staying up here. For Don't real. touch me. Yep. I thought to myself, what would I do, though? Like, Dude, I would jump. Yeah, like, like as far away from the bed and then just fucking run. Yeah, uh, I would have went tough. to Nancy's. It's bed, like dude. I'm not fucking putting my foot down and shit. Yeah, I would have. I, I would have went to Nancy's bed probably immediately yeah. and be like, "Fuck it, dude, I'm scared." Like, I'm scared. Sorry, like, I'm, sorry. I'm gonna hang out with waking. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing though. Like, even with that, like she does wake up her sister and she it, does. it shows to prove that like 
that's not going to do anything. And I think the scene is so great because this you don't see anything. This is a great scene. Yeah, you don't see you anything. Feel that and fear. I've tried multiple times to, to see if I see something. There's like I, I, there. I've brightened my, my whole screen up, but the blacks in this movie is beautiful, right? Like yeah. it, it's yeah. so dark and it works so well for yeah. this movie. I got It Follows vibes from that. Did you? Yeah. Oh, man. Ah, interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, watch the previous episode. <laughs> or listen to the previous episode. Uh, Christine is crying for Nancy to wake up and is staring directly at the door. And I said, good shit on Joey King's acting at this point. Yeah. This is phenomenal. Mm. Like, she sold that she whole it. experience for me. It made me feel for her where, like, the tears were running yeah. and she was stammering over her words. And, it, oh God, it just works like so well. she really did not well. know what to do. Right. Like, no one can see it. It's like, it's right there. Yeah. yeah when it's I, right there. When I think back at this film, she's one of the only uh, characters that I remember. Yeah. That mm-hmm. stands out Bec- the most. Yeah. Well, just at all. Because, like, yeah. I mean, like I said, I haven't watched it since 2013. But, like, I remember her and I remember her scenes. and. Like you said, she did a phenomenal job. She's fantastic. So she is asking Nancy uh, if she sees the person standing behind the door looking right at them. Nancy doesn't see anything and gets up to check the door, but she does smell that rancid smell again. uh, Christine lets her know that it's standing right behind her. Nancy looks back slowly and the door slams shut. Christine starts screaming bloody murder. Carolyn and Roger burst into the room to check on her. Christine said that that the things uh, talk to her and wants her family dead when i heard that oh my god imagine hearing like a child of yours say something like that like that's not that was such a gnarly scene yeah it's not like a kid being a kid right right yeah it's like why are you even saying this is some dark stuff and she's she's sobbing and you can tell like right when they open the door and the light just hits like the little girl's face and she's just bawling crying yeah dude that's an imagery where you're like damn something something did happen yeah yeah and when uh that point when Carolyn and uh, Roger get out of the bed, like you can see the fear in their faces. Like it's nuts. Like they yeah. think an intruder's in there, right? You know, they're yeah. running over. Like, oh my god, something's happening. Yeah. Like they don't even think about it. They just go. they just book it. Yeah, because I don't in, blame them. You and you have to Fight remember. Yeah, they're in yeah. a a new home in a different state, right? I think um, so. Because they were in New Jersey before. Yeah, they the, yeah. yeah they're in Rhode Island now. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so they're not too far. Yeah. But like, (laughs) even so, like on the countryside, like they're not comfortable in that place. It doesn't feel New Jersey's a city. Yeah. And they're moving to something so uh, rural to them. Yeah. Like it's crazy. (laughs) Uh, so Ed is leaving, um, because we now are switching. Ed is leaving because, uh, because, uh, they are, they have another case from the church. Like I said, we're going to be doing a lot of jumping back and forth at mm-hmm. this point in time. Uh, he doesn't want Lorraine to come because of her previous incident that happened to her. She goes anyway because she uh, she is a boss-ass bitch and doesn't want her <laughs> husband to have to do these cases alone. Uh, they check out a house that is not even haunted, but they debunk whatever these people were hearing. Um, and now we switch back to the parents. Um, Carolyn is looking at herself in the mirror and we see an even worse bruise on her at this at this point in time. She takes some iron deficiency pills for these bruises that keep uh, that keep appearing. She is in her room listening to some music and folding some clothes. Now, remember, yeah. Roger's at work. Yeah, Roger's driving right now. Yeah. Um. So, and I even put here, um. Uh, Roger is working at this point in time. She hears a sound outside of her bedroom and yells, "Girls, it's way past your bedtime." So. 
that's our clarification that this is nighttime during yeah. this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes outside of her room to check on the girls, and they are all sound asleep. She's investigating the house a bit more and goes to the stairs, then pass to and and then pass to uh, Andrew's room. All the pictures fall off the stairs except for one photo. Yeah, this scene so good is so good. So, to an extent, yeah. No, I think it was really good. Okay, for, so at least for the sound mixing. The, the sound, sound mixing is great. Don't get me wrong; crazy. that stuff is great. But that's totally you hear that little laugh and you hear footsteps run away. That's what, I that's what she in. wanted to go out. The laugh was too in your face. I mean, again, for 2013, that's true. amazing. 2019, it hasn't aged too well. Um, if it was more subtle, more hidden in the background, I think it would have played off or aged a lot better. Yeah. Okay, um, but I think it was a great scene, especially with the. The subtle quietness of like, oh, I'm just checking out my kids sleeping, and then a big, loud, the like, loud. bang. Yeah. yeah. So this is what my problem is with this scene. No one wakes up. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's true. That, like, that's that, that was my main thing where I was just like, There was uh, a few times in this movie where I'm like, really? No one else is going right, to be awake for exactly. this? Exactly. I'd probably sleep through it, though. Where, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but see, here's the thing. You'll probably sleep through it, but... When uh, Chris, when Christine whispered Nancy's name to wake up, she woke that. up yeah. immediately from yeah. that. And yet, Andrea's room is right here. When she woke up, and I'm going to get to that, she woke up from uh, her little sister dumping, dumping yeah. on, on her wardrobe. She woke up. Yeah. And, and so, and I even put here, how the hell did nobody else wake up from this? And then I see, uh, you can also hear what it sounds like a kid laughing and running down the stairs. Yes. We hear two claps, and Carolyn is scared shitless, searching around the house for its source. The door to the basement opens on its own. She goes to investigate. She gets uh, she gets spooked and says, whoever is down there, I'm going to lock you in now. She tries to leave, but the door slams in her face, and she falls down to the Smacks basement. Smacks her in the face. This is, yeah. the, this is the first moment in the movie where my, I'm just like, oh! <gasps> My jaw, like, yeah, drops. and I've seen it before, it's right? Damn, but it still has that effect. It's so it's like, good. She, it's on. She tumbles down the stairs, so good, and she lands, and she's shaking up. Yeah, and the light is on down there. She yeah, turned yeah. the light on so yeah. she can see, but she probably didn't want to see. A ball is thrown over all of the stuff that is down there, and she immediately runs back upstairs. The light bursts, and now we are in total darkness. Mm-hmm. Carolyn is at the top of the stairs with the matches um, pointed down towards the uh, stairs, but we actually see the shot of her kind of facing. This yeah. looks beautiful. Yeah. This is a beautiful shot of it all just being completely black and around her and, around her and it's just, just her face, her face and it. the light. Yeah. I love this scene so much. Um, so we hear a voice that asks if she would like to play hide and clap. We get those creepy ass hands right behind her um, and claps right next to Carolyn's ear. Sketch. So with this scene, I think it is a great scene. It's a great scene. I think it for me, and maybe it's because of how how often we watch horror films i feel like when i watched this scene this time around i was like this this seems like this scene was made for a trailer 100 percent. they made oh, it yeah, so yeah. we could put it in the trailer to get people in like whoa look how creepy this is right? yeah 100 uh, it's great i think the first time around for me and i'm i'm really weird once something gets me like the first time i'm like yeah it's good if i see it a second time around i'm like i've seen it before guys right like, yeah <laughs> you're right it's a good shot and especially for the average viewer and that's the perspective i always want to take it as is someone that doesn't watch horror movies maybe as much as we do, yeah. um, it'll freak them out. 100%. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And I think people that are uh, more into horror like us, we could appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, f- I feel like that scene alone was like one of the most rememberable scenes, too. Yeah. yeah. Because it's so fed to us from before. It's like, oh, they played this hide and clap game. And yeah. now it's really going into perspective of 
fucking with them. Now. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, do you want to play hide and clap? clap. I think clap. I, I think it would have been way more powerful. screaming. Yeah, I think it would have been way more powerful if the uh, the dialogue wasn't there. If it was straight, I just agree. a clap. Because again, I keep I bringing know. this up in 2013. Yes, now I just don't think it aged that. Well. I feel like it brings that interactiveness between the characters and like whatever is haunting them. It's like, yeah. oh, I've seen you play with your kids. Do you want to play hide and clap? Yeah. See, but this was even a little poor for me even back in 2013. Okay. Mainly, mainly because uh, she didn't react to the voice. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, she only reacted no, to the clap. She, she did her face completely changed. Like, yeah, do I, I really hear something? I and think, then the clap set her off. I, I think Freddie's right on that. I think she did have a reaction. Because I, I think was about me, out. I think my she eyes stops. would widen. Yeah. Because she's like uh, looking straight and then she just freezes and then the clap happens and then you hear the scream. Think of that like cold touch, like where you just get cold, like, your chills, eyes widen, and you're and just then like, something happens. what? Yeah. But um, I think with the whisper, they could have done it better. You could have sped up the voice, uh, hushed it up a bit, like keep it very quiet. So you, you know, more of a, like more of a ghostly wanna, voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or just it, a really it, quick, it, like it wasn't as ghastly as it could have been. Yeah. Instead of like, uh, do you want to play hide and clap? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little. <laughs> I don't like your words. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, it, it to me is it seems just a little off. I would have been a lot more pleased if it was just the claps. Yeah. Um, but. Whatever. Uh, meanwhile, know, yeah. Andrea. Sorry, did you want to add something? No, no, I was gonna say it would have been cool just hearing the clap from downstairs. Yeah, see, there's like, no great. lights. Oh, that would have been awesome. And it just gets oh, closer, and, and then it's behind her. Yeah, yeah. See, that would have been cool. That would have been a good. That would have been cool. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> you act like you wrote this. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Andrea, lo and behold, wakes up from Cindy sleepwalking in her, into her wardrobe again. She doesn't wake up from the pictures. She wakes up from Cindy. Sketch. Yeah. I was just like, huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's demon magic. Maybe, oh, maybe they just demon close magic. all their ears. They're like, all right, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it goes, earmuffs, go. <laughs> uh, she gets up and she actually takes Cindy back in her bed this time. She doesn't take Cindy back to yeah. her bed. <laughs> Poorly said. But she takes Cindy back to Andrea's bed. <laughs> uh, so she puts, her, she puts her in bed and the wardrobe is now opening and closing its doors by itself. Andrea goes back to the wardrobe to see what the F is going on. <laughs> uh, Cindy slowly rises up from the bed to look at Andrea. This is creepy. Once Hell again, yeah. I put here creepy ass kids. Like, yeah. It's just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like you're, you're obviously coherent kids. enough. Um, Andrea opens the ward, the, the wardrobe. Uh, but Cindy is uh, seeing something that Andrea is not. Yeah. So she, her eyes are all big. She's pointing. Um, and there's this insane-looking woman on the top of the wardrobe, and she jumps directly on top of mm. Andrea. I love the camera tilt here because you have yeah, this perspective great. of um, opening the wardrobe. You just The camera is set up in a way where you just see inside the wardrobe, but then it tilts up. Up, and then and sees see, the person. You see that woman person. on top of the dress. And it just, immediately jumps down, yeah. too. You yeah. don't wait around. You like you see her like what the fuck, and then boom. I've you don't never, even have time to so react. Good. I've never forgotten about this scene. This is every a great time scene. I think of this movie, I think of that scene. That's why I don't have a cabinet in my room. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. too many people <laughs> who good. have those anymore. Yeah, but no, this is a fantastic scene. Yeah, like where so uh, it just works. Yeah, right. It, it's just it's a fantastic way to uh, give us our first creature. Yeah, right. Like we we That's haven't true. we haven't seen anything yet. 
until this. Mm-hmm. So we get our first creature, and, and the costume design looks great. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it looks fantastic. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure it's actually a man who plays her plays this person oh really uh yeah and uh it, it just he looks great yeah. Like, it, yeah it just it works so the well. expression on the, the creature's face is perfect because it's a expression of like i'm gonna fuck with you real bad right yeah now. exactly yeah. it's it's twisted yeah it's pretty gnarly yeah uh so roger officially makes it back home while all this shit is going on at his house screaming all over the place we got carolyn screaming downstairs in the basement andrea's getting attacked upstairs by something that seems to be to be uh inhabiting the house and everybody's just screaming to scream at this point time and i'm with roger what the fuck is going on in this house yeah right <laughs> uh we now hear roger uh, ta- uh excuse me we now are back to ed uh, and he's talking at a massachusetts western university um wakefield um he is showing more footage of of their investigation and uh the dude is tearing and the dude in the in this scene is actually uh or on the screen uh is tearing blood and we see an upside down cross now coming up on his skin um, and we see them trying to perform an yeah. exorcism on this guy, right? Um, after the footage is shown, the whole room pretty much raises their hand to ask questions. Ed lets them know that this guy was uh, too far gone at this point, and he ended up killing his wife and killing himself. Um, Ed is showing the three signs of a, a demon possession, infestation, oppression, and possession. Once again, this is like us yeah. learning, right? Like yeah. we're, we're learning. Education. Uh, exactly. We're being educated on what's going on. Yeah. Um, uh, with these entities um we get the real lorraine warren uh fun fact seen in the crowd of all the people she's sitting in the front mm-hmm. she's just hanging out that's cool she's so cute and old <laughs> <laughs> um uh and then i even put here rest in peace so yes rest in peace um carolyn is also in the crowd of people drew brings up carolyn to the warrens uh so she can have them take a look at her place the warrens make it to the house as soon as they come in uh as soon as they come in lorraine already is getting a real bad feeling about this place and she's actually looking at everyone kind of strange right like Mm -hmm. she's like like whoa like what the hell you look weird um carolyn tells them that they uh prefer to sleep in the living room together because they feel safer and it's warmer now this is this is an interesting cut because yeah. it, she, she's saying this like it's been days now. So yeah, I could assume it's been a while. Potentially. But I don't think it's been that long. But no, yeah. um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it's been a little bit of time. And I, if I remember correctly, the mom didn't go see the Warrens uh, for uh, a few months until this life. incident. Yeah, in real oh, life. Wow. Damn, so uh, I don't know if, if they're basing it off of that at all. but I would imagine it's a couple of days because within yeah. the shot, you can see that um, the children have eye bags. Yeah, they, they're they tired and yeah. stuff like that. And, and granted, this could just be kind of like constantly happening, mm-hmm. right? To yeah. where it's just keeping them up all night. And they speak on it as if it's a regular occurrence. Already. Right. Yeah, yeah. They, and they're speaking about it like, like yeah, this, this is what just, we do. This, this just happens every day. This is it. how we cope. Yeah. Pretty intense. <laughs> uh, so Ed is slightly looking around the house, and Roger lets him know uh, that they keep uh, they keep this door closed because uh, they they will hear uh, banging in threes. Ed lets them mm. know that this is the mocking of the Trinity. Yeah, uh, the Warrens are walking around the house and investigating a bit more. Lorraine finds a nice picture of the parents at the beach. <laughs> uh, Carolyn lets them, lets them know that uh, the pictures just keep uh, getting knocked off, off off the wall, so they just stopped hanging them. This is yeah. what makes me feel like it's been yeah. a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, Ed is speaking to Carolyn and Roger in the kitchen to record their interaction uh, so they can have some evidence to send to the Vatican. At this point, um, because when um, Carolyn approaches Ed and Lorraine, uh, 
it's more so they were like, uh, you know, it's getting late. Yeah. They think, oh, you know, but I'm sure they get a, a bunch of crazies that come up to them, right? Oh, for sure. All, All the, the time. time, yeah. To just debunk what they're talking about. And like you said, they were convinced to come by because she, she was the daughters. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's more so right when they get there, you can tell, like you mentioned, that like something's... Off. Something's off, and then even with Ed, he's like, "Wow, everything you're saying actually lines up to my knowledge." Like, right when you bring up the mocking of the Trinity, and yeah. um, there's some other moments in there, but yeah, they get straight to it because yeah, earlier they, they were like, in. "Oh, it's getting yeah, late." Yeah. They're like, "All right, we're setting up. Yeah, let's record something." Like, like they they actually just like, "Cool, things are happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. things we are definitely like weird in here." Um, and I, I didn't say this, but uh, Lorraine also notices that the clocks. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. She's like, she's like, "Oh, your clock isn't working." And she said, oh, yeah, it just stops on those times. And she's like, all of them? Yep. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Uh, so huh. we got to Lorraine uh, speaking with April, and Lorraine asks her about Rory. April lets her know that uh, that he seems to always be sad. Lorraine t- uh, takes the music box to try to see uh, Rory for herself. While looking into the spiral mirror, she catches an image of Rory behind a glass door. This is great. This is great. Like, yeah. Uh, the only thing that I don't like about this scene is like the the shimmering sound yeah. effect, where it's like shining. <laughs> really, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was like a little shimmering sound effect when they sh- when they showed him, like kind of like if you were find a treasure or something in oh. like like, yeah, like Uncharted. Like, oh, like, we showed it. <laughs> yeah, it like, wasn't the music box cue. either. No, it wasn't the oh, music because wow. the music box stops. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember seeing him in the distance and. And not even remembering that when I saw it in theaters, yeah. but um, yeah. it was subtle. It was, yeah, it was, it was nice. pretty subtle. It, it, it and it didn't last long. It yeah. was just a little pet peeve of mine where I was just like, eh. like yeah. it would have been better. I feel like that would have worked better if if it would have been no sound. Yeah, and I think that's going back to like, there's a lot of aspects of 2013 in this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of, of like, we're now we could see where we're now leaving out of the late 2000s decades yeah. and going into the early 2010s. Because I think a lot of people still have the perceived notion that we need to really present it to people so they don't miss it. Yeah. We, yeah, need, exactly. we have to feed it to them. Yeah. Because yeah. we have to remember too, during this time of this movie, horror films are starting to kind of make a comeback. Come back. Yeah. And we're getting things like The Walking Dead. We're getting yeah. uh, Paranormal Activity. We had Insidious. Mm-hmm. And, and these are movies that are hits. Yeah, and a TV show that was a hit, and this was all horror stuff. So we, we they're making a comeback yeah. at this point yeah. in time. They're bringing in a new audience too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Lorraine no, now goes outside and walks underneath the tree. It is a, uh, and I put it here. I was like, it's actually really beautiful here. Like, and and I even said here, it. I understand why they chose this house. I don't. well i mean they have a big family right and they they have such a big family and it's such a big house but they still have to have someone share a room yeah like it's so it's still even not big enough for their entire family so it's like like i i see why they chose it in a way um but yeah i I still i'm still fucking with you though (laughs) um so you hear the sound of someone hanging on a rope, swinging. Lorraine uh, looks up and sees feet hanging right below her. 
Eerie. Uh, super eerie. Yeah. Uh, the Warrens uh, sit uh, sit back down with the parents and uh, lets them know that uh, they need to cleanse the house. Lorraine nice. lets them know that this entity is latched onto them and they actually can't leave. Leaving won't do anything. Mm. It's just yeah, going to follow them wherever you they go. You go. Uh, Ed is letting them know that, uh, that they are going to try to gather evidence to show th- uh, to the priest and get their house cleansed. And I even put here, I was like... And, let me know if you guys felt the same way. Ed is kind of a dick. He is in the movie a little bit. I didn't. I didn't see it that like, way. I kind of very like, direct. Yeah, he's super direct. But like, there's like even a moment where we go to a little bit later where uh, we're introduced to Brad the cop. Yeah, and um, he he's trying to get like the footsteps or whatever with the UV light, and he doesn't he doesn't ask Brad to like, hey, can you get out of the way a little bit? He just says, get out of the way. I think it's more so of sense of urgency. Maybe, but I don't know. He just he just seems kind of like a dick. Because yeah. I put here, I was like, he's kind of a dick while telling the family all of this stuff. He's just he's doing this very nonchalantly and very frank. He's not empathizing with them at all with yeah, their I was situation. About to say that. He doesn't empathize with them at all. Yeah, yeah. he's not empathetic at all. No. I, I, he yeah, he's like, this is not a job. That's right. It. You're definitely right on that, but I never got like a he's uh, an asshole, an asshole intent or anything like that. I mean, that. this guy usually plays assholes. <laughs> yeah, and I don't <laughs> think true. the family saw it that way either. I think they were very thankful. Just, well, this is probably how they you. how they talk to because we have to also realize what area they're in. Yeah, I mean, they're on the East Coast where yeah. they're very direct. Yeah. yeah, right. We're we're on the West Coast. Yeah. We're we're a little soft over <laughs> we're here. <chilling. laughs> we're soft. That's how we're cool. We're a little soft over here. Uh, the Warrens are are um are back home gathering more information about the house. Ed goes back over the tape and nothing is picked up except for Ed's voice. Lorraine lets Ed know about the person who uh, used to own this home. The house was built in 1863 by Jetson Sherman. He, uh, he was married to a woman named Bathsheba. This is a real yeah. person. Yeah, it is. This is a real person, um, and she is related to Marytown Esty. Uh, do you guys know who Marytown Esty is? Uh, Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, Salem Witch Trials. Yep. Um, she was one of the first ones to be uh, burned at the stake. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Uh, they had a baby at a at um, seven days. I don't know if that's true though. If Bathsheba is related to Marytown Esty. I don't, I don't think that's true. Um, but she had a she had a baby, and, and at seven days old, she was caught sacrificing her child in the fire. Mm-hmm. Bathsheba then hung herself at 3.07 a.m. Now, here, here's a little uh, fact here. Uh, Bathsheba was real, but she was considered a witch only because she was weird. She was yeah. very strange. She would only go outside with a mask on. Um, and she was pretty, she was known to be mean to like her maids and her servants. Um, and, uh, an incident happened where a child died while she was, while it was in her care. Um, but it didn't die by fire. It would actually died by having a a sewing needle jammed into its brain multiple times. Oh, that doesn't sound like an accident. No, it does not. Wow. Um, so, uh, that's actually how that happened, but it's still not to this day was proven that. Bathsheba was the one who did that. Correct. It was not proven. It was not proven. Got it. So she was actually, and she went for trial and everything for it, and she actually got off. So, yeah. But, she, I mean, married to a very wealthy man at the time, correct? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Jetson was, like, he was he was great. <laughs> Super wealthy. Yeah. Um, so multiple people have committed suicide in, in this house, and children were dying on, on the grounds. Yeah. Uh, Ed says, people who took her land. 
quote. Yeah, unquote. so she, um, before she hung herself at 307, she proclaimed her uh, devotion and love for Satan mm-hmm. um, and curse anyone that would come and live or take her land and then hung herself. Right. Basically. Intense. Um, uh, I have a fun fact about, I guess, the actual deaths there. Mm-hmm. Uh, included two documented suicides, oh, a poisoning death, a rape and murder of an 11-year-old child, oh my God. two drownings, and the passing of four men who froze to death. Wow. Most deaths occurred within the Arnold family from which uh, Bathsheba Sherman was des- uh, descended. Wow. Yeah. So it didn't really happen while she lived there. No, it was this afterwards. Is over eight generations of families who oh lived and died God. in the house before Chills. the patron- before the the parents moved in. Whoa, wow, intensity. Yeah. Uh, the tape now turns back Jeez. on by themselves, and moaning is heard uh, very loudly on the tapes. Um, and uh, this isn't actually really known at this point in time, but if you actually take a little look at the clock. It's also 307. Yeah, I yep. noticed that when I watched it. Um, so back to the parents' house uh, we go. <laughs> uh, but now we're there. We're back up. We got Drew and we got Officer Brad, my guy, <laughs> <laughs> is accompanying the Warrens uh, to this house. Drew and Ed are setting up everything in the house to try to potentially catch what is haunting this house. Ed is having a conversation with Roger while setting up outside the house. Roger is asking questions, and still Ed is a dick while answering these questions. I'm telling you, man, I, I do not like him. I like him. <laughs> uh, Lorraine is with uh, Carolyn in the house. Carolyn asks how uh, can someone kill their own child. Uh, Lorraine says that uh, it was never really uh, it was never really a child to her. It was it was the thing that was the ultimate offense to God, and it elevates her status in the eyes of Satan. Yeah, I thought this was really. A really good line. I think the line was, "It she had taken her God-given gift and used it against him. Yeah. Ugh. And chilling, like, man. Yeah, it is. Super chilling. But yeah, it really, uh, yeah. I think it's a really smart line. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Carolyn is talking about the beach photo and what made her what made her want to take this photo and of her family uh, while they were there. Uh, this was just a super cute moment, giving yeah. us a, a little sign of hope, though. Yeah. You like this moment? I think it was uh, important. I think um, it's important. I didn't see it as cheesy when I, I watched saw it. I as cheesy, really? to be honest. I, I mean, there's a lot of cheesy moments because it's the 70s in this film, but I don't. True. I think they did this one pretty well because yeah. it's more so snippets of a memory. Yeah. And it's, that, it's, uh, it's presenting the clairvoyance that uh, Lorraine has, right? By touching um, the Carolyn's photo, photo, the photo and hand at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more so that flash. Right. Yeah. And then. Um, I think this works well. It gives us yeah. a sense of hope. Yeah. I think so too. Um, I think it's important for for the movie to have that. Yeah, hope. yeah. Well, and it's I mean, used it, it's used later, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, she she needed something to grasp onto. And I feel like I don't know the real story of how everything turned out and what tools they used, but I felt like this was very Hollywood. Like, of course. Oh, of course. Here's a happy memory that's gonna save the day later. Of course. Yeah. And I thought, that's how I took it. That's yeah. why it's, I saw it as cheesy. I thought it was very. Easy cop out. It is very Hollywood. You're right. Yeah. No. 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 It's It's very Hollywood. And I I knew exactly what they were setting up. I was like, oh, I think she's gonna go crazy, and the memory of her family at that beach is gonna. Well, of course. The first time I saw it, I was like, I know where this is going. Yeah. I didn't even. And even watching it now, like I didn't remember that. Um, Yeah. It's it's a very it's a very quick moment. Because for very quick. Yeah. For me, I think it's just it's it's um, developing. Uh, the character, right? It just mm-hmm. it's showing them that they have something to fight for. Yeah. That's what I took it as. But I didn't, I didn't see it so true. much so as like 
this is going to be used as a tool to save the day. But at the same time, they could have gone with, like, the mom actually telling them, like, I really love my family. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. Uh, I'm always going to be here for them. Like, she could have had, like, a small speech about how much she cared about the family without having even the photo be involved. See, and I think that maybe... That would have had a bigger impact, at least for me. It was like, wow, her family is something she really cares about. So when it comes time to, like, Mm. everything happens... It's a more of an emotional impact than some cheesy photo of a beach. Yeah, but I think it was more so for Lorraine yeah. than for Carolyn. Fuck Lorraine. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, I think the exposition of um, a speech like that is just yeah. too too on the nose. Too I think for me but that the photo was too on the nose. But it for me it wasn't, and I guess I just didn't catch it as mm-hmm. a viewer. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All in all, <laughs> we get back to my boy Drew hitting on Andrea downstairs with the paranormal oh, investigator yeah. shit. He's like really flying this shit out. He's like, this is a UV light. Right. He's like, oh, when you turn it on, put your hand right here. Like, I was like, this is fly as fuck. You go, Drew. It was groovy. You go. Yeah, that's what she said. You- <laughs> groovy. <laughs> it's groovy. And I said, I see you, Drewski. Uh, the door creaks open um, and the bell that they all actually set up starts to jingle. Um, and lo and behold, it's Brad, the cop, <laughs> coming out of the bathroom. Um, and I love Brad. Like, he, yeah. he's totally there for, like, the, the comic relief, relief yeah, and stuff like sure. that. Like, he's fantastic. Um, and I put here, way to scare us, Brad. Uh, they're testing out all the equipment and putting up a religious artifacts around the house. A bell starts to jingle again. Um, and Brad is actually right next to, it's like, to it's Ed not me right this here. Time. He's like, it's not me this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the door to the basement opens and a picture was taken. Brad picks up the camera and Ed and Lorraine are investigating downstairs in the cellar. Ed has his headphones and his headphones and his microphone looking for some evidence or sounds. Lorraine is feeling something and seems to be in pain from it. Um, and it, I, I I found this part a little interesting yeah. because when they both go downstairs, uh, she's holding her hand out. Yeah. Like with, with the rosary. And she's like, yeah, oh. she has the rosary out. Um, and like he has the microphone. And I, I, I felt like this was staged a little off. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like the staging of this. Like I felt like this could have been directed a little bit, a, a little bit more like they knew what they were doing. Uh, yeah, well, I saw it as like the rosary being out as a form of protection because, like, what's to stop them from being down yeah. there and just it getting them? And I and I got that sense True. too. But the only thing that threw me off is that like she's kind of holding her hand out like she's using her psychic powers. Well, what yeah. I took it as it was just really dark and the light is shining because you have to remember the perspective is the camera that I think Barry is holding or maybe Drew is holding. I think Brad's holding it or Brad. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and um, shining the light in the direction of where the microphone is being pointed at. Um, so I would imagine that, like, Lorraine is in the dark. Mm. And um, that panning of the camera is really smart because it, it's... Going no, the, the, the camera work is great. Yeah. Yeah. The camera work is great. Um, I just didn't like the placement of them. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, I, I took it as, like, a... Because you have to hold the rosary up for protection in that yeah. sense, right? Uh, and she continuously has it wrapped around her hand throughout the film when she's using it not just in this scene um, true and it's true because from my understanding if you want the power of christ you have to hold it up <laughs> loud and hold proud. it high loud and proud. hold it high um so uh, lorraine is feeling something and seems to be in pain from it it leaves uh so they are whatever it is it leaves her so they are going back up the stairs a thump is heard behind them and they all kind of look back right um, they go back upstairs, compl- uh, 
all the way this time, and the door slams shut right after Carolyn walked yeah. past it. <laughs> and we get that super comedic moment where Brad slowly re- like releases the camera and his mouth is like drawn open. Yeah. And then he's talking to Drew and he's just or he's like he's like, uh so uh seems like uh you, you looked a little a little freaked out by that door closing. <laughs> Must have been a draft. <laughs> <laughs> comedic relief. Um so it was it was I love those guys. Yeah. Uh, so morning time, and they are all having breakfast in the kitchen, making pancakes. Those pancakes right. look damn good, too. Did. Boy, did I want yeah. pancakes in I that moment. Hungry. I um, want pancakes. <laughs> yep, I know. Me, too. Uh, we should get pancakes. Uh, everyone <laughs> is super happy during this time, and this gives us a sense of how the house was supposed to be yeah. when they got there. Yeah. Instead of how it is. Yep. So, the, and I, I, once again, that sense of hope, right? Yeah. You feel uh, Ed says to Lorraine that uh, he could he could get used to something like this uh, while they were outside. Um, this is actually right before, right after. Excuse me. Uh, the Roger is going to take the kids out to get like yeah. ice cream and all this other stuff. It sounds it seems like Drew and Brad went with them as well. Um, and the only people in the house was were Carolyn, Lorraine, and Ed. Uh, Carolyn's not feeling well. Yeah. At this point, she's in. She actually is. Thinking that like oh I should I should just get some more rest I she should try to get sleeping, some more rest yeah. Yeah. exactly um, so uh, we get this cute little back and forth I do think Lorraine and Ed are fucking adorable they are they are so <laughs> cute uh, hey they remind me of David and Bella like, <laughs> like before you even say anything that's funny <laughs> like I was like they are so adorable um, but well, thank you. like they have this <laughs> they, yeah, they have this cute little back and forth yeah where like she's like what doing laundry like when he asks like I could get used to yeah. something oh, like yeah. this and like it it's just it's super silly and it's Pretty super cute yeah. and uh but uh now I now Ed goes back into the house and this is where things get real. Once again, I find this a little cheesy, but uh, it's Wait. it's starting to get super windy. I love the this clouds scene. are coming in um, while Lorraine is out there doing laundry. Doing laundry. Uh, one of the sheets. This is the sheet flying off was cool, um, and obviously we needed the wind there. The only thing is, I didn't like the fact that it just happened. That's true. Like I wish it would have just kind of already been a little windy. Oh, you're talking about the weather change. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Not, okay. not a fan with the weather change. Let me change. break it down then, because oh, that's oh. how I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, I I really see it as this. It's it's a big moment, right? The possession is coming up, and yeah. I think you need a. At least I would imagine for a demonic presence, you need to summon a lot of energy. And this is not a demonic presence to begin with. This was a human essence that devoted their their love for Satan and Mm -hmm. became part of that circle. Um, So to come back from hell, you need to summon a lot of power. And I imagine the... Threw up a storm, huh? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I imagine imagine that nature takes a toll on that, right? Sure. When When you're disrupting nature because this is something unworldly coming, right? And that's how I took it as. Um, Because this is the moment. This is the the tipping point where, like, it's it's going to happen. Yeah, and physical form. What follows up with this, right? It gets windy. A sheik flies off that Lorraine has on a clothesline. Mm -hmm. And it blows away, but it's actually floating in the middle of nowhere in the sky because there's a there's a presence there underneath mm-hmm. it well remember it, it flows and it falls on the silhouette of a person yes the yeah. silhouette of a person is what i was trying to uh, explain right and then it the silhouette goes away and it fly the sheet flies up to a window this is a great this is a great moment yes yeah and within that window you can't even see it and i brought this up earlier sometimes when there's something in the background you can't really see it 
it's just showing the um, like a person, the window, and it, and you wonder is something there, and then it shoots to Lorraine wondering the same thing with their expression on her face. Is something there? You get a closer shot of the window, and you see Bathsheba, Bathsheba, and it's more so. When I saw this, I saw it as like, damn. It's basically her spitting in her face, like from a distance, like I'm gonna fucking take her right now. Yeah, in front of you, yeah, yeah. and you can't do anything about it. Yep, because like the devil's on my side. Yeah, and damn. That's why that that change in an intense in weather. Like I I really saw it as a summoning of power. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like I think of it like as a. It was a, it was like a pissing contest. Yeah, so like, well, I'll show you how much it power was I have. Something right. Oh, <laughs> I saw it as like <laughs> I literally saw it as like. The devil being a commander and Bathsheba being the devil soldier and basically Damn. announcing that her presence is now. Yeah, exactly. It's her moment's time to yeah. shine. Oh, interesting, I like interesting take. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Interesting take. And it take. kind of like puts it in perspective. I made the jokes like, oh, it's conjuring something, but that's but the whole really point. Is. It, yeah, really it really is conjuring, conjuring a power yeah. to take over someone's soul, yeah. essentially. Because yeah. it's just, it's not like you just so. do it. Because if you could just do it, she sh- she should have done it a long time ago, yeah. right? Yeah, do it. It takes, <laughs> do it takes it. a toll because they want. A, what was the three stages of like possession? Uh, infestation, <laughs> oppression, and possession. Possession. Yeah. Because they have to like weaken the family exactly, before, yeah. and then now the power, like you said, is building up, and yeah. they're conjuring this form to be able to take over now. Because if you think so about I it, feel it. Okay. yeah. Because when Bashiba like jumped on, no, makes sense to me. One of the daughters from the top of the clothes. She's trying to take someone. Partial power. Yeah, exactly. And like it, she can't, she couldn't just. I mean, she possesses over. mothers. We find that out. But even so, like I think the opportunity would have been there. I think it was just her trying to act on attacking a child again. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it then moves to the window where Carolyn is is trying to rest. Once it once the sheet moves out of the way, we actually see a woman, probably but uh, Bathsheba. It is Bathsheba. Uh, <laughs> Carolyn is, is sleeping and gets another bruise forming on her on her arm this time and it's in the shape of a hand right um and uh she wakes up gasping for air and Bathsheba is hovering over her and yaks in her mouth this is gross classic like i mean a lot of possession movies do this but classic conjuring oh 100 yeah Yeah, 100 this this is a theme that we see in the conjuring universe after this Mm -hmm. uh she starts to uh she we don't see this part but we can hear her she starts to throw up in the bathroom uh while lorraine is looking for her and is asking her if if she is not feeling well carolyn brushes it off and says that she hears roger and walks away and huh. Lorraine's this is an interesting scene. Yeah. Lorraine is obviously like, no, something happened. I know something happened. But for Carolyn to brush this off, like it, it kind of makes you think, like, okay, like who's in control here? Yeah. At this point in time. And I think yeah. I think as a viewer, you know. Because yeah. you, you see it. You see the possession, right? Yeah, she's tired. She's weakened. Um, she, she, I mean, she just yacked her brains out. Like, jeez. Because at this point, like, um, Carolyn has been explaining, like, these are all the weird things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a moment where they're fa- Bathsheba and Carolyn are face-to-face. Um, it's nuts. And <laughs> nuts. she doesn't say anything. No. Yeah. She yeah. just... <laughs> Uh, So Roger comes back with everyone and sees Ed working on the broke down car. Ed is telling the story of Lorraine's uh, tell the story of Lorraine seeing something unspeakable and horrible that made her uh, not talk or eat for eight days. Um, It is now night and everyone is pretty much working on something. Um, Brad goes into the kitchen to get some more coffee. 
He sees the rocking chair rocking and hears a woman say, look what she made me do. Mm. And it makes me think of the Taylor Swift song now. <laughs> um, he goes out to see uh, to see a little bit closer and doesn't find anyone. He goes back in uh, the house, but he's walking backwards, right? And then yeah. he sees a woman dressed as a maid with her wrists cut saying, look what she made me do. Scares the shit out of Brad. Yeah. He yells for Ed to come into the room. And while everyone is attending to Brad, we see Cindy is now sleepwalking. And the pictures start to, are, are now starting to go off, right? Yeah. The cameras are starting to go off. Excuse me. Um, um, and pictures are being taken while she's walking up the stairs. Um, Ed stops um, Roger from to, going to get her. Yeah. Now, this part is fascinating to me. And the main reason why this is fascinating, because uh, everyone is awake, except yeah. for the kids, obviously. But also, um, Carolyn's not either. Carolyn's not. She's not awake. Is she? Where is she at this point? Yeah. I don't know. We like, don't know. No, no. She's like just she's just scene? not in the scene. Oh wow! And yeah, th- that's that's, what, that's what finds that's oh. what makes this scene so interesting to me. Yeah, super interesting. Um, so we do 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 do. Where am I? Um, she uh, she by in Cindy. I mean, <laughs> she gets locked into Andrea's room, and all the men are trying to break down the door uh, to get inside the room uh, with her. Meanwhile, Drew and Lorraine are listening to Rory tell Cindy that he knows a place that is safe and to come uh, come with me. Um, so the ghost seekers at this point get into the room, but Cindy is nowhere to be found. Ed takes a UV light. And dickishly moves Brad out of the way. I'm, I'm, I'm bitter about it. Uh, to hunt down the tracks of the g- 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 ghost. <laughs> it is obviously freezing in there because we get, we could see like his breath. Uh, yeah, we yeah. see Roger's breath at this point in time, and he's like trying to warm up a little bit. Uh, he opens up the wardrobe and sees markings on the back of it with the UV light. Ed slides it, slides the back portion of the wardrobe open, finds a hole where Cindy is actually hiding in. Uh, April tells Lorraine. So now the kids are awake at this point. Yeah. April tells Lorraine uh, that's where Rory hides when he's afraid. Lorraine, besi- uh, L- wait, excuse me. Lorraine, beside, uh, besides to go. Oh my God, does side. Excuse me, I was so I wrote this besides. so late. Uh, besides, uh, decides to go into the hole. Uh, we see a place where all of these toys um, used to be, or we we see a place where all these toys are and where a toy should be. We see the music box actually belongs there. Um, Lorraine requests the music box from April, um, and it fits perfectly. She sees a rope and proceeds to pull it up. Uh, with further inspection, it is a noose. Lorraine falls into the space, into the cellar. Um, Ed is panicking because this is obviously the only person he truly cares about, him and his daughter. Yeah. Um, but don't blame him, shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit go go get your like wife. Two stories. Hella hard. Yeah. Hard. I, oh my God, I was yeah. panicking. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It, the scene was long, too. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it made it seem a, like she fell like four stories. That yeah. was a scary because scene. Because it was fucking tight and she was falling yeah. slowly, but hard. Yeah. If you think about it, though, she goes through the second floor, the first floor, and then down to the basement. So, yeah, yeah it's like basically three. Yeah. <sighs> Perfect. And scene. her dick husband hitting the walls trying to find her. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> now, I remember, he's the only one who he cares about her more than anybody else. Yeah, everybody yeah, else gets sure. hell out of the way. <laughs> he's mean to everybody else except for her. <laughs> I'm telling you, watch it again. <laughs> he, he fixed up their car, man. That's it's, true. 
Sort of. So Do we ever see it drive? He tried. <laughs> Lorraine is looking around the room. Yeah, he did it without asking. But anyway, Lorraine is looking yeah, around man. the room and hears on. a woman crying. Uh, she can't see anybody, so she grabs the music box. Very smart at this point. I, 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 I love this scene where it, she grabs the music box again. It shows that she is a experienced paranormal investigator. Exactly. She yeah. knows what she's doing. Uh, she grabs the music box uh, to look through it. We see a big woman dressed in yellow weeping while holding a knife and her son, Rory. Now, the main reason why I like this scene so much, remember the only way we can truly see Rory is through this thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm thinking the same thing for his mom. Mm-hmm. But even though we get a little bit yeah. of her after this but um and then i said uh here really good scene of the music box stopping the music and the woman is completely still and no longer crying yeah, yeah. this is great this down. is great we pan out to see that the woman uh is slowly turning uh towards lorraine and lorraine is slowly turning towards her lorraine turns around and she is no longer there she is now right in front of her and she tells lorraine that she made me do it and she uses her eyes to point to another direction and exactly. i feel and i think this is because yeah. we, we hear the creaking yeah right? i think at this moment i i realize that these um entities are trying to help them yep 100 percent. they're casper yeah <laughs> they're casper and bashiva is fatso stinky and stretch <laughs> all, uh, together. all together uh we start to hear slow creaking at this point and uh we see the woman turning her eyes slowly and we notice that it's bashiva's feet mm. right in front of lorraine slowly Ugh. turning towards her above the Goosebumps. table lorraine and the ghostly woman start to look over to see where the creaking sound is coming from the ghost lady says deuces and has no <laughs> longer in front of her and gets and uh, we see Bashiba drops down from the noose hanging over the table slowly turning towards Lorraine and begins to chase her around the room Lorraine's Lorraine's necklace uh, that Judy gave her gets stuck and is choking her until it gets ripped from her neck and is placed on uh, a post Lorraine makes it back up the stairs to let Ed know that Bashiba possesses all of the mothers to kill their children all the religious artifacts at this point in time are thrown to the floor by something unseen. We now get this really cool scene where Nancy's hair starts to lift up by itself. So good. She is then flung into the glass by her hair and then dragged around the room until the rain cuts a piece of her hair. Intense. Fun fact, this was done practically. They really so had something attached to her hair oh, pulling her around the room. And when they hit, when she hit the um, the glass, the glass, that glass was not supposed to break. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this was all practical. <laughs> so I feel like it's kind of messed up. I definitely laughed at the scene, but it was like one of those uncomfortable laughs. Sure, like, damn, that's wild. And so I was like. <laughs> Right, yeah. This bitch is getting thrown out <laughs> my hair right now. Like, that's crazy. It's it's a very it's it's an intense scene, and yeah. once you like know that, like ooh, and it just slowly raises up to her hair, yeah. and then all of a sudden, perfect, boom, perfect. This was great. So it's such a good scene. Um, they now have all the footage that they need at this point for Father Gordon to send to the Vatican. Lorraine starts uh, to hear um, Judy's voice in the distance calling for her. Mm. She sees an image of Judy in the lake floating by. She runs inside to call her mom about Judy to check on her. Ed is freaking out because she is not telling him anything right away. And I put, I put right below this, I know this feeling way too well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the parents dr- the parents drive to a hotel and Carolyn is not looking like herself at all. She's very like smug and kind of mad yeah. that she's leaving. Right? 
Um, the Warrens go to Father Gordon to show him the footage, and he is definitely taken back by it all. Uh, Father Gordon is beating around the bush because the kids weren't baptized or members of the church, so that um, they will need to uh, talk directly to the Vatican to get approved for an exorcism. Uh, we cut to Judy, and she is sleeping, and uh, we see her necklace on the lamp start to sway rapidly. The time, the time is hard to see at this point in time next to her bed, but it is also 3.07. <laughs> this scene, man. It's great. Yeah. Judy is tugged from her bed just like Nancy. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. No, not Nancy. Uh, Christine. Yeah. Um, she wakes up from this and starts walking, uh, walking, looking for her mom and dad. While searching around the house, the door to all the haunted artifacts is open. Ooh. She is still calling for her dad at this point inside of the room, but notices that the container that Annabelle is in is empty. <laughs> this is this is great. Yeah. The way the camera works here is fantastic. Then yeah. I put here, smart girl, Judy says nope, and starts to head back up the stairs, but she is immediately cut off by her tracks when the light cuts off upstairs. She immediately starts to call it to her grandma at this point in time. The darkness is now enveloping the hallway. Hint, hint. And I put here, this is such a cool scene yeah. to where the darkness is just kind of swallowing the yeah. hallway. Yeah. Oh, it's nuts. It's eerie. Uh, you can now hear growling and creaking noises of the rope that Bathsheba typically swings from. Now, this is fascinating huh. right here. Now, remember, Bathsheba, it, she can only attach to things, right? So since her daughter, uh, since Judy gave the Lorraine the lock, Bathsheba had the lock. Therefore, she had an immediate yeah. connection to Judy at this point. Which is scary, man. So scary. Um, so scary. What I find fascinating that we're going to bring up is what she gravitates towards inside the house. And it's because of what it actually is mm-hmm. and that she uh, she caters towards that. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Uh, Judy huh. goes into the office and someone is, um, is banging on the door. Uh, and it's actually her grandma. Uh, the office light slowly turns off. Uh, we see a woman in a rocking chair holding Annabelle. Judy turns around to see this. The woman stops rocking, and the woman doesn't turn her head. Annabelle does. Yeah. This works so well. Uh, uh, and I put you put here, what a scene. Yeah. Um, Judy is now banging on the door, screaming for her grandma to help. Grandma wakes up. Oh, excuse me. No, Grandma was not banging on the door at this point in time. I thought she was. Grandma wakes up, and we get a cut back to the chair, and both the woman and Annabelle are now gone. Judy screams for her mom, and Lorraine feels that something is immediately wrong. Uh, Grandma is trying to get the door open, but Ed and Lorraine uh, are right behind them, right behind her, and break through the door. Uh, while Ed is trying to get the door open, uh, the chair slowly turns towards Judy and is thrown at her. Ed opens the door right in time and uh, pulls her out of the room um, and to check to see if she's okay. Judy says that someone was rocking in the chair with Annabelle. Ed goes to check on Annabelle, and, sh- and she is in the case at this point. Um, and she's back in the case at this point. We now are back with the parents. Uh, the girls are saying that Carolyn has taken Christine in April. Roger calls Ed to let to let them know that Car- Carolyn took them. Ed lets, lets him know that you need to go back to the house. She's going to take her back to the house. Um, so uh, they all go back to the house, including the boy officer, Brad. Love my guy. Uh, <laughs> Kills him in an action movie immediately. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Man, Brad, Brad's like, he's... 
Not fucking he's around. It. He's in it. Shotgun's door <laughs> right go. open. Let's go. So we can hear Carolyn screaming in the basement with a pair of scissors in her hands. Um, Drew, Roger, Ed, and Brad are trying to pry the scissors out of her hand. Uh, they get her upstairs and try to take her uh, to Father Gordon, but Bathsheba won't let her leave the house. We see this intense scene where uh, Bathsheba is now uh, kind of killing yeah. Her right in front of our face, her right? Her skin is burning. Her skin's burning. She's starting to get the markings of the noose around her neck. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like, catch that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it, it's insane. Like, she's killing her. Yeah. She's like, all right, well, if if I can't have her, no one can yeah. kind of thing. Um, she gets thrown back into the house and screams Roger and slides back downstairs. Mm-hmm. Such a good scene. I got yeah. chills thinking about it right now. Um, they are fighting to subdue her. Brad gets a chunk of his cheek bit off by Carolyn mm. when trying to get her off of Ed. It, and I even put here, it would be this point where I would say, fuck this, you guys are alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm out. They wrap a sheet over Carolyn and tie her to a chair. Now Ed needs to perform the exorcism because there is not enough time while beginning the exorcism it is pretty much a fucking earthquake happening downstairs this is the scene i was talking about that happened with my my wife um but that is not all she should she probably should have broken up with me for taking her to this movie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what are you doing but that is not all birds are now attacking the house and i was like this scene is absolutely insane a bird flies through the uh excuse me a bird flies through the car window where christine is where drew told her to stay put um and a bird flies through the cellar window downstairs the exorcism continues from ed um the exorcism continues through ed though drew is still looking for april to try to bring her back to safety carolyn spits up blood while being in the sheet mm-hmm. she's in the sheet and she spits blood Dude. and ed commands her commands it to reveal itself and the sheet just rips, rips open, open. Oh, and it shows the eye. face of Bathsheba. Yeah. and then it slowly switches back to carolyn uh with kind of that same contact in yeah. her eye right this that was same one color. of uh the big phrases that really got me, is, I think Lauren's like, we're fighting for her soul now. Yeah, I was exactly. Like, yeah, because uh, Roger's trying to tell her to stop, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and, and, and Lorraine is just like, we're fighting for her soul now. Like, And it, it's even to the point where it's just like, even if she dies, like yeah. her soul will be saved kind of thing. Uh, so if her physical body dies. Right. Correct. Got it. So uh, everything becomes a bit more uh, relaxed until Carolyn starts to levitate in the air, flips the chair upside down, and starts banging the chair upside down on the ceiling. Mm. She is dropped, and the chair is conveniently broken. (laughs) A dresser (laughs) almost falls on Ed. Possessed Carolyn Carolyn uh, begins to to, uh, come to life at the situation. They told her her and Roger, uh, they told her, Oh, excuse me. They hold her, and Roger is now yelling at at the thing inside of her. Um, she stops. La- she stops laughing, or she's constantly laughing while while they're yeah. holding her. Right, and she stops laughing at this point and looks at Rogers to say, uh, because Roger is saying, "Get out of my wife! Like you can't have her," and all this whole other stuff. Yeah. And she says the most chilling thing in this whole entire fucking movie. She's already gone, and now you're all gonna die. Yeah. yeah, and what makes this so chilling is that you hear Ed, but it's like the sound kind of like dissipates. Yeah, and then that's all you hear from this person saying, and she kind of does this thing with her eyes where she looks like kind of slowly like yeah. 
yeah. like kind of clicking Ugh. her eyes yeah. towards him instead of just a, a nice normal sway. But she's kind of like clicking like a like ah. It's just so it's I can't even explain it. It's just it's, watch this it's movie. It's almost <laughs> as like the this thing possessing her is like controlling her through knobs yeah. right it's like yeah, yeah. shift eyes to the left and it's like very right. mechanical it's yeah. very mechanical yeah. yeah that's a great way to put it uh, the shotgun starts levitating and shoots at someone but it misses thank goodness <laughs> Drew yells uh, someone is shot. burning popcorn right now <laughs> sorry that's what he yells yeah Drew yells that he found April and yells that he, uh, he found her underneath the kitchen and I was like dumb move Drew dumb move <laughs> Carolyn hears this and runs and grabs the scissors to get April really they're quick. all now yeah, fighting it um, they're all now fighting to get um, Carolyn L- uh, Lorraine grabs Carolyn's head and tells her to remember what she is fighting for Carolyn starts to throw up and we and, and I'll put here and it's like and we just won y'all <laughs> <laughs> next day Carolyn is all types of fucked up like right like yeah, I mean, yeah. it's morning she's like limping she's all types of messed up but as soon as she leaves out of that doorway the bruises go away immediately and she's all good yeah. now all of a sudden she's That's better fun. And I was like, movie magic. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny because I saw this with my roommate, and she was saying, like, you know what? If you were married to her, would you fucking still be with her? <laughs> it's like, oh, damn, oh my god, Jesus! Because like after <laughs> everything that's happened, and she tried to kill your own ch- child and stuff like that, and I was like, to be honest, I don't know. In reality, you know, if you're really thinking about it, uh-huh. but it's like, how is she moving on? Like, she's the one that went yeah, through that. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's the one that up. almost killed her child. I was like, well, right. she starts. Man, sobbing. how is she gonna live through right. that shit? She starts that's sobbing crazy. and holding the April. holding all, holding all yeah. her. Yeah, kids, right? like, I'm so how sorry. Are the kids gonna so react much. to her that's own mother too. Yeah, it's so. I think it's it's typical like Hollywood movie, but the kids That's are true. like, I can tell it's you now, you know? right? Exactly. But like in a real life situation, and like apparently this is based yeah. on a true story, right? Like, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, that's yeah. terrifying that, that for everyone. Like, right? Put the mentality where like when I saw the movie Us, how like his kid, ah, sure. her kid was like, kind of. I know you're not her. my mother anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. Uh, so April comes back up to Lorraine and Ed to uh, hand her back the locket that Judy gave her. Uh, the Warrens are back home. Lorraine says she will uh, call Father Gordon. Um, Ed goes into in his uh, little room of horror and places the music box in there. Uh, she, Lorraine comes back to tell him that the Vatican just approved the exorcism. <laughs> and we get this okay. fun little banter here. Uh, she also says, and if we can, uh, then he'd like to meet, us, uh, meet with us tomorrow. There's a case in Long Island he liked to discuss. And I put here, hype moment as fuck because they're talking about Amityville. <laughs> I figured, yeah. <laughs> they close the door, and we yeah. end with a quote from, uh, from Ed Warren. Diabolical forces are for, uh, formidable. These forces are eternal, and they exist today. The fairy tale is true. The devil exists. God exists. And for us as people, our very destiny hinges upon which one we elect to follow. The music of the, box, of the music box begins to play, and we see the reflection of the room, then... Credits. Damn. Damn. Very damn, quick damn. note. That music box was closed when he placed it down. He did. And then it yeah. was open when it panned over. In the reflection of Annabelle. Was it in there? Yes. Oh, I didn't catch that. It was reflecting Annabelle's little case. Ooh. Foreshadowing yeah. obviously the next movie. Annabelle. It was a that was a strange foreshadow though, um, because we knew James Wan wasn't going to direct that next no. one, yeah. um, and he made it seem like the next movie he was going to do was a, another Amityville horror. Yeah, they should, but I, I don't know why they didn't. 
we have yet to get an Amityville horror where Ed and Lorraine go to investigate it. it. Yeah. Because I don't know if you guys know the that picture mm-hmm. of the Amityville horror house of the little boy. Yeah. Have you seen that picture? What picture? Like it's the like real a, picture? The real picture. It's no, like I a it's like a, a ghostly little boy like looking through a doorway. Yeah. No, I haven't and seen it. he looks like one of the brothers that died in the house. Mm. Yeah. It's an intense photo. Um, are you going to look for it or no? no okay. All right. I'll show you. <laughs> um, but it's it's a very intense photo. But yeah, this movie rules. It's probably one of my favorite horror films. It is. Based, oh. Yeah. It's either this or Annabelle. I'd say, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> The Conjuring is pretty good, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd say, oh, in like shit. this like modern world that we have now, like all of the scary movies that are happening within this decade, I would say this is probably my favorite. It's just really? My other Over, favorite ones are probably like old ones. Yeah. It Falls is great, but not as good as The Conjuring. What's all right, okay. No, all way right. different. That's true. Yeah. No, no, no. That's definitely true. I, I agree with that. I mean, we've gotten a lot of crazy horror films out of this decade, though. Oh, for like sure. we we got Hereditary, Get Out, like we we got okay, a lot of really good, good horror out. films too, yeah. in this yeah, in this dude. in okay. this decade. So yeah. I, and honestly, I think this is the decade though of like creepy children. Yeah, like yeah, like I mean, true. like we we got so many movies about kids this decade, and we're getting another one. But it works. <laughs> it works. So it well. works so. It works well. so well. God, creepy. And we're opening up twenty twenty with uh, Antlers. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck. yeah. Oh, I haven't fuck. seen the trailer yet. I know oh, the I new trailer! Either. Oh my gosh, is I'll watch it. Magnificent. <laughs> um, but if you guys like that movie, definitely let us know what you guys think about that movie on uh, Twitter at Goodnight Life, and that's night with a K. Okay. Um, okay. So let us know what you felt about that movie, or how you feel about that movie. If you liked it, what's your favorite parts, so on and so forth. Um, and our next movie that we're actually going to be watching, you can find this movie on Shutter. It's a Shutter exclusive but it's called Tigers Are Not Afraid. Saw that trailer. Oh, Very interesting. Such an interesting movie, but it's so fucking good, and I think it honestly might be one of your guys' favorites. Um, but anyway, this was Nightlight, <laughs> a horror movie podcast. I got to get these men to bed. They are tired. <laughs> I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. On my left side here, we have David Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy, everybody. Also known as Nightly. Across from me, we have Freddie. Thank you for stopping by. Oh, <laughs> Frederick. <laughs> got, also uh, known as Nighty Night. Little vampire vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> our efforts to get, the, get our show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone you know who would enjoy it. You could further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with a what? Okay. By pledging on Patreon, you will have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on a, on a majority of podcast services around the world. And don't forget your nightlight.